Hey there, I'm Natalie Abbott, and this is The Dwell Podcast. At Dwell, we help you memorize one Bible verse every month. On our weekly podcast, we talk about what our verse means, how it's challenging us, and about how the God of the universe wants to connect with us in our daily lives. Welcome, everybody, to The Dwell Podcast. This is your host, Natalie Abbott, and today I get to introduce you to a new friend. Her name is Mary Wiley, and she is a writer. She wrote the book Everyday Theology, which is a Bible study, but I I am just so pumped. I mean, like, literally, we have been having this conversation. I actually forgot to hit record at one point. Um, but that's fine. That's fine. No, it's totally um, fine. <laughs> anyway, I wasn't meant to be. That part wasn't meant to be. But right. We were we were like having this hangout time for like 10 minutes and we're like, we should just hit record. We should like, <laughs> here we are just chatting it up. So I know you guys are going to be really excited to get to meet Mary and um, we are tackling this really big verse today about who God is. It's from Revelation 1.8. So I'm just going to read it and we're going to, this is going to kind of set the tenor a little bit, but then we're going to also talk a lot about who Mary is and how she came to know Jesus and just kind of get to know her a little bit. And then in the next two episodes with Mary, we're going to really dive in deep. But for now, let me just read you this verse and let it just sink in. It's so good. I am the alpha and the omega, says the Lord God, who is and was and is to come, the Almighty. So good. Just jump in, both feet. That's right. That's right. Revelation here we are. one. Here we are. <laughs> you know, it's funny because I always, whenever we're doing a verse, I always read all the context around the verse. And I'm I'm like, here I am in Revelation, like, oh my gosh, this is <laughs> like the throne room of the Lord. It's talking about the churches and the seven, yes. you know, lampstands and all these things happening. And I'm like, but you know what? God is God and God is almighty and he's eternal and he's the alpha and the omega. And those are even just to talk about those things are just mind blowing. So I do want to say for those of you who are listening at home, Mary is um, an alternate, like jump in last minute person that has been just such a huge blessing. And such I'm just so excited about her um, because of the type of verse that this is. I'm like, I can't just pick anybody. I need somebody who's got some theological oomph to really <laughs> speak about this. So um, we had a cancellation for December and I literally was like, what are we going to do, Vera? We were talking back and forth and praying about it. And Vera just saw you and was like, I think this is who we should ask. And I'm like, I don't even know her. I'm going to cold <laughs> call her and ask her to hop on our podcast in like a couple weeks. I don't know. I love um, it. But here you are. And I'm just so, so thankful. This is This is God's, you know, He's in control. That's like, right. Like the verse says. So sometimes he tests our theology um, in action, right? Well, not sometimes, all the oh, time. Oh, yeah. Way too often. You pray for patience. You get opportunities to be patient. You right. pray, <laughs> you know, you pray to have more trust in God and he gives you opportunities to do that. It's a little dangerous, but really kind of him to let us exercise our faith in that way. I mean, and seriously, though, like this, this verse, it says that he is the almighty, like he is the one who is all powerful. He's eternal. He's the one who's in control. And I'm like, oh, well, that's a, you know, relevant reminder that I (laughs) don't have anybody scheduled for our podcast. (laughs) God's like, let me just show you how I, I do things. Yeah. I do feel like in this season of COVID, that whole concept of control and out of control is just, it keeps hitting home. Oh, absolutely. This is a verse for today. It really is. Okay, so we're not going to hop too 
too quickly into the verse because we I could like I'm that is like a jumping off point. <laughs> yes. And I'm just gonna back on back off of the diving board because I want our listeners to get to hear a little bit about you. So yeah. you were telling me earlier that you just finished last year your master's yeah. in theology. I did. I did. So I graduated in December with a master's in theological studies from Southern Seminary and am equally glad to be done and a little sad. I I love to learn and I love school to the point where my husband was like, you're not allowed to consider any other school for six more months. Uh, we need to let this set in a little bit. So I, yeah, I love to learn. I've always been that way. I was really cool as a kid, you know, one of those. So. <laughs> I love the nerdy kid. I yeah. was the nerdy kid too. It's fine. Although I will say my husband, when he, so he has two master's degrees. And when he said he was going to go back to school, I literally laughed in his face. I was like, <laughs> no, you're no. not. No, we're not because we have we had three little kids at the time. I was like, oh, yeah, this reason, also this reason and this reason. And then, of course, God was like, oh, I can take care of all of those things magically. And yeah. so he did. He went back and he got his doctorate. But I love it. So you just finished that and you finished this Bible study, Everyday yeah. Theology. Um, is it geared for women or is it either both? Um, it can be either both. So it is published under Lifeway Women's Imprint, but I did make sure to make it accessible because I had a couple of pastor friends who were like, please don't like, please make this accessible to the men in my church because like they need this too. And so yeah. I found that that was very kind of them. And, uh, and so it's been neat to see. I try to throw in like a football analogy every now and then just to keep them interested. But. Wow. That's that. I don't know. Maybe you're a football fan, but for me, that would be really digging deep. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I used the only knowledge I have about football. So good. I'm glad. I hope you had like a dude kind of proofread that and be totally. like, okay, yeah. <laughs> yes, my editor was a dude, and I was so very thankful for that. Great. So you got that, and and you've got two little bitties. I do. So we have two four-year-olds, uh, Caleb actually turns five this week. And so we adopted, we got to adopt while pregnant. So we were foster parents and we had asked God to let us adopt from the foster system, uh, but we did not specify our timing. And as we all know, <laughs> God just has such a sense of humor. And mm -hmm. so, yeah, so about halfway through pregnancy, it, and the only way that this is true is because the Lord did it. But I had a really hard pregnancy. I was sick almost every day. And so, you know, the Lord just really impressed upon my heart. Like, I'm not feeling better, but I've learned to cope. And uh, it's time to open our house. And so we opened our house. And one of the first calls, we got a call for six children, which were we were not approved for, which is just the most heart-wrenching thing when you're like, mm. I you guys know that I can't take these kids, but I want to. Um, wow. And the second call we received was was our, our son. And they immediately kind of said like, hey, this is probably an adoption situation. I need to know if you're interested in the next 10 minutes. And we were like, okay. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so we brought him home just days after we found out our little girl was a little girl and they're oh four months gosh. old. And so we Holy got the moly. call on the day he was born and brought him home three days later. So at the wow. time uh, we owned like a glider and that was it. And so our sweet <laughs> church, I have never seen the hands and feet of Christ like we saw our church. I mean, mm. we had a family wash our clothes for weeks. And if you've ever seen the clothes of like baby spit up, I mean, just the kindness of the Lord through wow. the hands and feet of, of our church. It was so, so beautiful. 
Man, I have had family members do my laundry for me, but never my church family. I just, I don't even know if I would trust, like, I I think I would have to wear different underwear or something. (laughs) I mean, there was, you know, you just come to the point of desperation where it's like, at this point, yes, I will let you do that. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. That is some fellowship right there. (laughs) It is. It is. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Okay. So tell me about your relationship with Christ. Like, did you grow up in a Christian home? How did you come to know Jesus? What's your backstory? Give us the, like five minute or three minute, you know, quickie version of your, of your story. Sure. Um, I did grow up in a Christian home. So I pretty much was at church anytime the doors were open. Um, my family was super involved and yet I was that kid who, uh, similarly to today had a lot of questions, wanted to know all the things, wanted mm. to make sure that I understood before making any kind of commitment. Um, and so I, uh, grew up, you know, going to church. My dad's best friend was the pastor. And when mm. I was eight years old, my dad was diagnosed with, uh, Hodgkin's lymphoma. And so as a, as a young kid, I felt the need to like grow up and, and know all the things and do all the things. And, and I was a really stubborn kid and, um, I dearly love my dad. And so I went to the cancer center with him often, uh, despite my mom's best wishes. And so I saw, I just saw people who were really, really sick. And so wow. it caused me to ask a lot of questions mm-hmm. to say like, why would God let this happen to my family? Why would God do this to people? Um, if we really believe that God is in control, then we believe that God is allowing this to happen. And and my dad, who was so, so wise, uh, used my confusion and my questions to point me to Jesus and to mm-hmm. say, like the cancer in my body, where I go to get treatment at a cancer center, that sin eats away at our soul and that there is no cure but Christ. But yet Christ has paid, you know, paid on the cross for our sin and and that he is the great physician that he can remove our sin and he can make us whole again. And so kind of through that process, I came to know the Lord um, and we lost my dad not too long after that to cancer. Mm. Now the Lord was so, so kind in the way that, that he did that for us and, and the way that our church loved us through that. We had four and a half years longer than the doctors thought we would have. And, and I mm. really just think that was the Lord's kindness in drawing my brother and I to him and giving us the opportunities to ask questions and to learn about God. And uh, for my dad to really be a large part of pointing us in that direction. And so, yeah, I came to know the Lord at 12 and very quickly felt a call to ministry, uh, which I thought was like not acceptable. I was like, I have just started following you, Jesus. (laughs) Listen, this has been a long road already and you're asking me to go a lot farther than I'm maybe willing and I had wow. not really seen women serve in the church or, you know, use their gifts for the Lord vocationally. And I really thought, okay, well, that means I have to move to Africa. And that means I'm never going to see my family again. And you know what's so, funny is I yeah. thought the same thing when I first became a Christian. I felt yeah. the call to ministry really rapidly. And I thought it, it had to be missions work because 
I, I also, what else do people do? Yeah. I wasn't sure. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. So that really just led me on a journey for what does it look like to serve God with the, the gifts that I've been given and mm-hmm. had opportunities to see, you know, people using their gifts in other ways. And yeah, so that's kind of brought me to where I am, but God's really, he's been so kind to me. I mean, to be so stubborn and so I am sure so frustrating to him so often where I'm like, are you sure you want me to do that? Um, I, I remind myself of Aaron and, and Moses who are like, uh, no, I can't do that. I'm, I'm going to stutter. I'm going to, you know, make a mistake. And God's just been so, so kind to continue to mold and, and use. And yeah, I feel like God is just, uh, he loves the honest doubter and the honest question asker and the on yeah. like if it's coming out of a place of like I, I really just want to know God mm-hmm. I want to know what you're doing here he is so kind and good to answer those questions every yeah. single time so I love that that is who you are I love that questioning mind has brought you you know that that in some ways could have been such a hard thing for you and yet you've you've utilized it and made it such a gift and have used it for other people so what an awesome testimony. And I am sorry um, about your dad, but wow, what an amazing story. Well, thank you. Yeah, I am so grateful. You know, it's been cool to see how God uses the things we walk through to love mm. others well. Um, yeah. So gotten to minister to a lot of people who've just lost you know, uh, a, a dad or a mom or um, a, a loved one. And and so God's been really kind to not only walk with me through that and, and to be the hands and feet through the church in that, but also to, to show me some of the good that yeah. comes from the challenges we walk through. What a beautiful story. Well, thank you, Mary. I wish that we could talk longer. I know, like, so it's interesting because here we are, you know, the verse that we're talking about is is mm-hmm. talking very much about how God is in control. And I love how he has, how you kind of wove that idea of his control and his goodness through the story of your own life. And I just think sometimes that is the most beautiful thing that we can do is to really consider our lives and the stories that we live out as they are a part of this bigger picture. And if we kind of allow God to pull back the curtain a little bit and to, to be who he is in the story of our life and to see it through that lens of his goodness and his power and his kindness and his control, um, that it really it really takes something that could otherwise be really hardship and makes it something beautiful. So I love that. Love Thank it. you for sharing your story. Absolutely. So good. So good. Okay. So we have two more episodes with Mary. We're going to dive a little deeper in the next two times into this first. And we're going to talk about the powerful, almighty, infinite God that we serve. So I'm super excited. Come back and join us next week. And there are links in our podcast page about her Everyday Theology book, if you're interested in studying that. Um, There's also links to her Instagram and her webpage. So go there, check her out, and join us again next week. And uh, thanks, Mary. That was just so fun to get to talk to you and to hear your story. So thanks for sharing. I've loved it. Thank you. Hey, thanks for joining us on the Dwell Podcast. You can find out more about us at Dwell Differently on Instagram, Facebook, and at dwelldifferently.com online. We help people connect with God through scripture memory, daily posts, a weekly blog, and of course, this podcast.